can't speak to everybody's beautiful Sunday. I can only speak to my beautiful Sunday. Rhodesia, how's your Sunday going so far? It's going lovely. Sun's out. Beautiful blue skies. Woke up this morning, had my coffee. Coffee tastes a little, a little better than normal. Took my, my morning shower. The warm water felt a little bit better than normal. After the podcast, we'll get something to eat. I am sure my taste buds are going to be popping a little bit more than usual. Ishan, I don't know how the weather is and the food taste and the water pressure is out in your neck of the woods. Why don't you tell us, how is your Sunday morning going, my good man? Oh, you know, it's actually 47 degrees here. It's uh, raining all day. Oh, that's a little rough. I look outside, like the little trees are swaying from side to side. Okay, that's not bad. But it, it, it is Sunday. It is the Lord's Day, so. It is. It is. I'll tell you who other day it is, too. It's also the One's Day. And everybody who has been clamoring for us to finish the proper story of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Roman Reigns. It's all of our day. We have waited years and years and years for this, and I'll be damned if we don't break this whole thing down. Only way the TFW podcast can break it down on this beautiful Sunday. And this is episode 106 of the TFW podcast. I am your host, Matt, joined by Rhodesia, who is in a fantastic mood. Eshine has said it's rainy all day. We'll try to lift his spirits a little bit. Is there maybe a silver lining in this whole situation? Yeah. I guess we could talk about that too. Maybe, maybe not. I do want to start by saying um, I was always told when I was younger, like my mom used to always have this saying, God don't like ugly. She used to tell me that a lot. Right. Something happens a lot of times it was tongue in cheek. You do something wrong or something, say something bad, right? They were like, she'll be like, God don't like ugly. Basically meaning like, hey, you can get yours. Do you guys believe in like uh like wrestling god god karma at all? Like, do you think like things like that can happen, or do you think everything just happens the way it's supposed to be? I think karma just all around. So yeah, it would apply in wrestling as well. E, what would you think? Eh, it depends on the context and where you're going. Okay. Well, we know we know there's karma because Vince is getting his right now. But it was a faithful Friday evening. It's past Friday evening. Faithful Friday evening. I hit the, the group chat and I tell you guys and tell Brandon, like, hey, about to watch a movie. Like, not going to watch SmackDown Live. Of course, we always just say that just so we know, like, hey, if something major happens, we know it's a big deal. I think Brandon hits back and, uh, He's like, what y'all watching? He's like, about to watch Barbie. And I, then I preface that by saying uh, everybody who could be a part of WrestleMania's main event is in the building at SmackDown. Everybody. Right? So the main event segment is going to be a doozy. So just watch out. He's okay. I haven't started yet. Eshan then replies. Let me pull Eshan's reply up. What did E say? E said... Not watching SmackDown Live to watch Barbie? Question mark, question mark. Make you speak to that on the pod, pal. Shake my head. 
he was disgusted at me that I decided to watch Barbie instead of watching SmackDown Live. And I understand that. Yep. I get that. Yep. But we hadn't watched a movie. I think we watched Oppenheimer like a month ago. And we've been waiting, trying to watch Barbie, which Barbie was an awesome, awesome movie. Much better than what I thought it would be. Check it out. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, hell, you bring it up on the pod. I don't care. I'll bring it up on the pod. Like, you, y'all know me. Like, it takes a lot, like, for me not to, like, feel like I can just tell you guys whatever's going on. So, stay off the internet. Watch Barbie. I go right into after Barbie. I go right into the main event segment. I'm like, I'll watch the main event segment first. Then I'll just rewind and watch the rest of the show. Stayed away from the internet, so I didn't know anything. I had a feeling what we got was what we were going to get. I don't know why I had that feeling. I just had that feeling. We got what I thought we would get. And now remember, I'm watching this like an hour and a half later than when it happened. So as soon as the segment's over, I hop on X. And I hadn't seen that type of negative feedback since probably uh, when Charlotte was added to the triple threat match at Mania. And then before that, what had to have been the Daniel Bryan throwing out the Rumble not included in the main event WrestleMania plans. He's a B plus player. That was a shoot thing behind the scenes. And I'm of course I'm ecstatic. I am like, this is, <laughs> this is what we're waiting for. This is fantastic, but it is a ton. Fast forward now to Sunday. It ain't stopped. Twitter has been on fire the last couple days with negativity with vitriol for Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, I want to get into all that. I want to get into all that. But I say that to say, E, this is really your fault. God don't like ugly. If you would have never sent that text message to that text thread, Rock would have never showed up. Cody would have came out and said, I told you at the Rumble I wanted you, Roman. That's what we're doing. They would have signed the contract. They would have went off the air, so on and so forth. So how do you feel being the mayor of Cody Town, being the president of the Cody Fan Club on the TFW podcast, that you in a way, caused Cody to not finish his story at, at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. This shows you how true of a heel this man is. This is what abusers do, right? <laughs> like, they make bad things. The victims, like, fought. You did this. Like, right? This is, this is, yeah. I feel like I need to file a lawsuit as well. All right, so uh, let's talk about it, guys. Let, let's let's start with let's start with the fan reaction. So I would like to start with the fan reaction. Um, then I want to kind of talk about what we saw. Then I want to talk about the promo that Roman cut on Seth, because I'm also a little confused on some of the reaction about that promo too, because everything was was beautiful. Everything was was great when Seth said what he said on on Monday. We all thought it was great. We talked about it in the last pod. Seth killed it. But then when Roman responded on Friday, everybody's up in arms. He buried the title. He buried Seth. Like, I don't get that. But we'll talk about that, too. Um, let's start with your guys' reaction. And, E, I want to start with you. You said a couple weeks ago you were fine with getting Rock and Roman. You actually wanted it. You would be okay. 
with Cody not finishing the story against Roman at Mania because you felt like that wasn't the big thing here. It was, okay, Cody getting to the mountaintop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that we got to take this for face value, they're going to announce officially what's what this Thursday at the WrestleMania press conference, which they're selling premium tickets to. It's a free event. And they're selling priority passes to this thing. I think they're like $2,000. You get like uh, some meet and greets, et cetera, et cetera. So whatever, um, which is great for them. What was your thoughts when you saw it? How do you feel about it now? Give it to me. Well, you know, when, uh, when I watched the show real time, I was, I was right there for it the entire time. It, it was almost surreal what was happening to me and while it was happening it just didn't it didn't it didn't feel right so as you said um and just full disclosure i'm okay with cody winning at mania as long as he wins at mania that's a conversation we can continue to have later on i was okay with rock and roman not necessarily for the championship um because i just in my mind that automatically makes me think that rock is winning the match. There's just no way that the Rock, I mean, sorry, Roman's winning the match. There's no way that Rock's going to win the Undisputed Championship, right? He's not going to be around. I mean, Roman's not around. He's only around every four to six months. I mean, what is Rock going to do? Uh, defend it every year or something? So you already know that the winner of that match is ultimately going to be Roman, and that kind of takes some suspense out of it. So I'm okay with that. But as I'm watching it, you know, Roman cut a nice promo. I actually, I didn't have a problem with the, the promo at all. I mean, he is a heel. He cut a heel promo. And, you know, of course, his pro, his version of that promo is going to cut a little more teeth than Seth because that's the character. But, you know, Cody comes out there. He's fired up, fires the crowd up. You know, say, hey, the story's changed. It's about Roman. But kind of almost like in a whimper. I'm just not going to finish it right now. He said it kind of. It was like he said it like kind of quickly under his breath, and then the rocks music hits. And I'm a big rock fan. I think I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up. I meant to look it up the other day, but I didn't feel like it. I think I said a rock was my number two or three on my list of all time greats or something like that. Yeah, so he was two on all of ours. Two. Yeah. Huge rock fan. Um, he's probably my favorite movie star. Um, I love all his movies, um, but not a pop for me at all when he was coming out. And when he came out there, it was just, for me, I just, you know, it was funny. Yusuf uh, sent that, that, that uh, meme of uh, Kurt Angle with that, that blank expression, a little smile. I think that's how I actually looked in the moment. I think that's how I looked. I, I didn't say anything. I just <laughs> kind of just watched the screen and he came in there and they kind of shook hands and Cody didn't, you know, he didn't have that, you know, hey, I'm appreciative and, you know, he looked kind of like the wind was kind of knocked out of him a little bit. You know, Rock said something to him. He smiled, you know, kind of, you know, nicely. You know, he brought, and then he went back to looking like, you know, the wind was knocked out of him. And then he kind of walked back down, you know, through the apron and, you know, Rock watched him. And it kind of looked like a, a dog that got kicked a little bit. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, man, this just doesn't feel right. And then he turns around, he looks at Roman. And for me, it just wasn't what I wanted in that moment just just wasn't it wasn't what I I wanted in that moment 
Cody build up a great story about how the the story is now the rock and it makes a lot of sense especially considering how last year's mania went we want revenge we're right there to get it but just not right now we got to pause this story or take a a side quest right if you're an rpg guy like me it's a side quest with rock and roman and i wasn't really there for it i wasn't really there for i wasn't up in arms for it because at the end of the day Cody will main event, hopefully, one night of Royal Rumble. I'm sorry, of WrestleMania. Hopefully against Seth. Hopefully he uh, wins the championship. I mean, honestly, he better win the championship. God damn it. If he don't win at Mania, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a, a huge problem. We think Vince McMahon's issue is a problem. If Cody don't win at Mania, that's going to be another problem that WWE don't want. I'm telling you all that right now. But um, yeah, I, I got a lot of things, man. I, I actually got a. I have so many things about what's going on right now that I have like a whole two-page story of my own. I see this is what this is. You know, my man Cody said he doesn't like the finish the story thing, right? He doesn't like the host. But you know what? I got my own story right here that I have written down here. I wanted to make sure I, I was able to capture what was going on in my mind. So I'll let you guys go ahead and take off for the rest of this one. I was ready for to hear it. Oh, we're, we're, we get into it over time. I was actually prepared to come on here and just go off on E. But see, I love E's response. What I saw over these last couple of days on the Twitter is like completely like straight toxicity. Like y'all are ready to freaking riot WWE, completely cancel them because of what just happened here. Now, for, for the record, I'm so tired of hearing the story. I told y'all about that before. The devil, the stories, I'm so tired of that. At the end of the day, the Rock and Roman is it. That, that is it. We didn't get it last year. That probably would have been more perfect. But we have it here. People have forgotten that Cody is still the Royal Rumble winner. He will still main event WrestleMania. And I believe he will win against Seth. I think people also forgot that CM Punk is hurt. So whatever possible plans that was in the works for them, they had a call to Audible. I'm happy as hell that they had Rock in the back pocket that they're able to insert him. And make this a huge WrestleMania. But you asked for my uh, reaction. So my reaction is, um, I loved everything about how that segment was. From Cody coming out there, him planting his foot down and saying, let me be perfectly clear. I'm still coming for you and everything. I'm tearing it all down. Just not at WrestleMania. So you can interpret that however you want to interpret it. Like you said, this coming week at the press conference, they're going to announce kind of the plans. We know probably what it is, though. Rock comes out, and for me, I'm like, how are we going to do this? And the last time Rock was there, he had mentioned he maybe he'll have the seat at the head of the table, and that mm -hmm. was it. So I wondered how, like, how this was going to play out. I thought it played out perfectly. Got, he came out, Rock is big as hell. Now, we know being big as hell doesn't mean anything about you going in the ring, but he looks the part. He looks huge. He looks like a wise head of the table guy. And it goes off them just staring at each other. No words needed to be said. To me, my actual reaction from that, I got all the goosebumps. I didn't feel like Cody was anything less than what he is today. Cody is still one of the faces of the company. He's on the 2K. We know he's going to be the face of this company. So for all those people who were just so toxic and just like, oh, y'all, forget WWE, Triple H, I can't believe you did this. Like, come on. This, first off, this is still all predetermined. This is like a soap opera. 
So for me, I like the excitement of people feeling either angry or happy. It's just a level to some of these people who are angry. It's like, whoa, like, and you, you had to do a reality check for me. I remember when um, Brock broke the streak and I was freaking livid, but I still don't think I was livid to this level as some of these people are. I just wanted to get up and leave WrestleMania. But that was it. Some of these people are freaking lunatics. Well, some people are talking about not going to Mania now. Then sell me your ticket at a discount so I can go. Which is funny. But even that's funny to me because since when... I've seen a lot of that over the last couple of days. And we know there's nobody who's just not going to go to WrestleMania. If it is, then, hey, whatever. You worked yourself way too much into a shoot. Sure. But since when did you buy those tickets last year? That's your fault if you only bought the ticket to see Cody beat Roman Reigns when that wasn't even announced. Cody hadn't won the Rumble yet. Who knew if Roman was still going to hold the title? Yeah, we knew that was going to be the case. But you were only assuming that. So, so, so to, to come out here and say, well, I've spent my hard on money to get these WrestleMania tickets, and this is what you do to me, I, that part is whatever. I, I think there may be an age. Either I think some of this is an age thing. I think some of it is a how long you've been watching wrestling for thing. And I also think some of this is a, if you're friends with Cody, all bets are off, right? There's some people who are really tied to the business that were really pushing the Cody's getting screwed narrative type thing. Well, you're friends with Cody. I get that. I get you're looking out for your friend. Your friend has got, in your words, probably screwed over and not getting his crowning achievement moment on night two of WrestleMania, which is the biggest show of the year. Got it. Outside of that, though. I thought the segment was done as well as it could be. A lot of the discourse is you made Cody look stupid. You bury Seth's belt, which we'll get to that part here in a little bit. We know from a real, real standpoint, this didn't come down the pipe until a few days ago. So I hear, I saw a lot of, then why'd you have Cody win the Rumble? Then why'd you have Cody win the Rumble? Because the plan was at the time of the Rumble, Cody versus Roman. That's why. CM Punk. Versus Seth. That's why. The plans changed. I thought this was best case scenario for Cody in regards to what he said. He came out and he said, I'm taking everything from you. I just don't want the title anymore. I'm coming for everything. Just not at Mania. He just told you he is going to be the reason why Roman Empire's falls. But we got a problem with it because it's not night two of WrestleMania in Philadelphia. He hands over to The Rock, which that moment was a real moment in the ring with them two together. I thought that made him look great. I thought that protected him in a much better way than if that didn't happen. And then it looks like you just got punked for your WrestleMania spot. Yeah, in a, in a shoot world, yeah, we can say he got punked for his WrestleMania spot. But in what they presented, in storyline, Rock called me, gave me some advice, or we talked about something, and I am stepping to the side for him at WrestleMania, and here is the baton. You can't ask for anything more than that under the guise of what we know. Now, yeah, if we knew two weeks ago, which we should have, I still go back to if, if there's a fault with this, yes, of course, we went to Mania last year when I bought the 
Hollywood tickets. <laughs> it was, oh man, I'm buying these tickets because we're getting rock and roll in Hollywood. Where else could it be? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We didn't get it. We got a, a tremendous Cody and Roman match. But now you fast forward and there's such a big uprising on Cody's getting screwed. I would much rather have, and this is where I said the age piece. There are some people, though, and this is why I told her these yesterday. There are some people who probably have never even seen Rock wrestle live. When I say live, like in 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 that timeline, right? There are some people who are the biggest Cody fans in the world that Mm -hmm. were not watching wrestling back in the '90s when The Rock was hot. So to them, I understand where they're like, "You're putting this old guy in here for your top face. That's going to be the face of your promotion when he beats Roman." I understand that. Now, for the vast majority of wrestling fans that have Rock, we just did our top twenty. And out of the, I don't know how many, you know, lists we read on air, I think everybody had the rock in their top three. or two. Yep. Everybody did. This is by far the biggest match you can do in wrestling, period. After Roman Rock, there are no more legit dream matches. This is it. This is all we got. Besides maybe Punk and Austin. That's probably the only last one. That everybody who has a inkling of watching wrestling would tune into that. And you can maybe argue punk and Roman, maybe argue punk and Roman, but that would have to include Heyman and moving some pieces around. Maybe by that time, Roman's face and punk is heel, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Um, I just think that some of these people are so super short-sighted on not wanting Roman and rock just to get to Cody and Roman. And then and, and then the other part of this too, which is a kicker for me. Last year at WrestleMania, all I heard from everybody who said Cody should have won against Roman at 39 was they missed a the moment. They missed a the moment. Nobody's gonna care about Cody winning the championship when they do, because this was the moment. Should have been WrestleMania 39. It was a prime opportunity. They missed the moment. No one's gonna care. Guess what, guys? Newsflash. WrestleMania 39 worked. For the last time, I don't want to hear anybody say that finish didn't work. You know why? That finish didn't work. And nobody cared because we passed that point. What we got this weekend on social media and the uprising would not have happened because Mm. nobody cares. Mm. Right? If nobody cared... They should be happy and elated we're getting Rock and Roman, the dream match. But that's not the case. The case is people are completely upset because they feel like Cody got screwed again. And you know what? Whenever Cody gets his match with Roman and Cody wins his match against Roman, Cody wins that title, it's going to work. You guys are just proving what I said last year was that he wasn't ready in regards to the crowd being behind him because the other thing we got to look at and I see a lot of conversation and we'll get to like, what's next. I see a lot of conversation on, they need to pivot. WB needs to pivot. They need to pivot. Okay. They pivot and say they, they, they give you Cody and Roman, right? And just to be spiteful, they have Roman be Cody again. <laughs> oh God. Would you rather had? Let this play out the way they have it set now because Cody came out again and said, I'm taking everything from you. 
He's calling his shot. Would you rather have wait to whenever that may be? Or do you want Roman to, to stack Cody again, pin him, and now we're all sitting here pissed off because Cody was another sacrificial lamb? That's my thing with that. Um, let's talk about, before we finish with the Cody and Roman stuff, there's still a lot to digest. E, pull up Roman's promo. I want to play this one. It's got some, it's got the ether <laughs> background music to it, which I think is incredible. And if y'all were outside for ether when that came you out. You know what that's about. Nas's diss against Jay-Z. <laughs> As I said earlier, Seth cut his promo on Monday, which I, we thought all was incredible. Talked about how that's the part-time belt. Romans are never around. This is the work men's belt. This is the number one belt in the business, et cetera, et cetera. And we all loved it. Thought it was great. Listen to this promo. And I will say, and I'm sure you two agree, Seth's promo got under Roman skin. <laughs> There's a cadence to Roman when you can tell if he's legit irritated or has a legit emotion about it. He had that cadence in his promo. He pull it up. My little brother, Seth Rollins. (laughs) Exactly. No pop. He said he's got the title. The title. So I had to think about it. I'm like... Didn't I beat everybody competing for that title? Doesn't that make all them my number twos? Shouldn't we call that the loser bracket title? And then he had the audacity to say that he was the guy. (laughs) You can't be running around here for two years in your wife's clothes and say you're the guy. And then he wants to say he's a workhorse. But three months in, he broke his back trying to carry that show. (laughs) Let me ask y'all this. Do workhorses walk like this? Hell no. And then he wants to attack my schedule? Oh, come on, this is simple. I work less than you, yes. That's true. Actually, I work like 10 times less than you. And I still make 10 times more than you. Damn. Let me get hot. Roman about to get tongue tied. So let me, I'll ask y'all. You want, Ro- you want Seth Rollins money or Tribal Chief money? But see, Cody, he's an idiot. He's got values and all that crap. He don't really care about the money, I don't think. So I'm going to break it down to him very simple. This is simple math here. Cody, I'm not going to beg you like the other guy. You can either be the very best number two in this industry, or you can take a crack at number one again. It's your choice. It is. There it is. Talk about maximizing your minutes. He maximized those two minutes. Um, thoughts on that promo from Roman. When you heard that promo, 
did you feel like he buried Seth more than what the story is meant to be? Not in the slightest. The whole point of pro wrestling when you get on the mic is to go at each other. You remember we talk about bringing us up, bringing people up. You gotta, you gotta meet that or try to go, surpass it. That was par for the course. I loved it. I love, I love Seth. I thought Seth made probably the best um, point debate in wrestling in, in in a long time. Just as how he broke it down. If we gotta call, if Roman's calling himself God, God mode, he gotta be able to meet that, match it or beat it. Completely par for the course. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just a good heel promo. I don't think, you know, he did anything. It's just that Roman, Roman's promo cut more, right? Mm. Because that was Seth is, is a Seth is a good like Seth is a good promo. Like Triple H, for instance, like back in his day, I wasn't a fan of his promo style, but he was a guy who would go out there sometimes for like twenty and thirty minutes talking. Like, yeah. right? Seth is one of those same guys. He can carry a segment, right? He can. He's articulate, he can talk, but he ain't like a battle like promo guy. <laughs> right. Like, right? Roman has turned into a battle promo guy. So his promo had a little bit more edge and teeth to it because he can do that. To be honest with you, earlier in the show, I mean, you guys may not have saw it, you guys are busy watching Barbie, but there was a, a video package with Seth um talking about the titles no i saw and it because he because he, he threw sid in there for no reason since when was hey i know sid used to like to play softball seth but i ain't like that i ain't like you you can't you can't go at one of my guys on my top 20 list in a he negative sit under the bus yeah i didn't he did. appreciate he, he, that he got it and he was he he threw quite a few like all right the hogan stuff i get i love that one you know, do that. Do that. that. Let's be clear. But he started like that. sniping some, a couple other guys, a couple other yeah. legends for no reason, right? Who I aren't going to be that. part of this, have nothing to do with this, right? I didn't like that. I thought that promo was a bit much more so than what Roman was doing because, you know, Seth is, is cutting down legends that you're not, that's not going to be able to defend themselves who we don't have any negative feelings about, right? In order mm-hmm. to make his championship seem more important or whatever. So if there's a if there's like a, a, a negative, it was I thought Seth's video package was more negative than what Roman was. Roman's more was par for the course. And you know what was funny about the without some of the stuff I was seeing too was oh Roman's promo completely made Seth's belt secondary. Since when did we ever think it was not secondary? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Right? <laughs> Right, right. In it, 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 the inaugural of it, if that's even the right word to use, there we knew it was a secondary belt because Roman wasn't defending his at all. <laughs> but I said on Monday, I said the reason why that promo that he cut with Cody was so genius was because one, and I said this, it leaves a chance if we have to go Seth and Cody because Rock and Roman happens. You got your package. But then I said, even more so if we don't get that. He just made that belt more important than what it's been. Because he popped it up for anybody. If it was going to be Gunther, anybody that he would have fought. Drew, he made it feel like this is the top prize in the WWE. That doesn't change because of what Roman said. Roman was just stating facts. The same way Seth was stating facts, Roman was stating facts. 
So I think some of this is maybe just some um, we're over Roman and we're yeah. tired of Roman. Some yeah. of that is what I'm seeing. Uh, and then the other thing I saw too that I want to get your guys' thoughts on is this story doesn't make sense. There is no story with Rock and Roman. The story that has been put in place for the last two years is with Cody finishing the story and beating Roman Reigns to just that part. Story does There is no story with Rock and Roman. And the story for the last two years have been set for Cody and Roman. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I thought the story for Cody was to win a champion, a world championship. That's what I thought the story was. I thought even kind of when I was asking, and I know he doesn't speak for all Cody fans, but I thought it was just as long as he wins the championship. The championship uh, his dad didn't have, which is that's the belt that Roman is holding. Well, technically his dad didn't have Seth's belt either. We're going to get technical, but right. okay. So then, so, okay. So I, I get that part there. As far as that there, the rock and Roman, then again, you just been, I was about to say something rude. Like y'all just been living under a rock for the last, no pun intended for the last, however long. But this is the biggest story. This like transcends wrestling. This is a family. This is family wrestling. This is everything tied in one. What do you mean that this Rock and Roman hasn't been? Rock and Roman has been out longer than Cody Roman. So the story, as far as Rock Roman, has been there. The moment that Roman came into WWE under the shield, and we knew that this was Rock's little cousin, and he climbed the ladder. We knew that this was a story that eventually somebody's going to have to be putting somebody in their place. You know what? Uh, our guy, comrade, the mortgage guy. You know, He's Matt and I, we met him a couple yeah. years ago. Really nice guy. A lot taller than I thought he was going to be, too. Um, really nice guy. But he, he uh, said something on uh, Twitter. He said, these types of decisions. It's also why the audience skews older and older. Like, imagine how young kids were alienated that night. Cody was their hero, and The Rock was their dad. I mean, The Rock was the guy their dad watched, right? Which kind of goes back to what Matt was saying about the audience and ages, things of that nature. Like, you know, Rock's last match was 10 years ago, right? So while, you know, the late 30 and 40-plus crowd, like, this might be a dream match for us, right? We get to relive our childhood again and see you know, rock come and, you know, conquer the world again, you know, for another part of the audience, like for my kids, you know, for Brandon and his son, this isn't a dream match for them. Like, right. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I got to go into like the Cody stuff, right? Because you guys have been along for the ride, but you guys aren't really invested in the ride. And you can kind of tell by some of the language we, we use, right? Following Cody and his journey and his story to get to this point, this is what the fans want. They, the fans, want Cody in this position. You think about something right now, like Cody has organically gained fan by fan over the course of the two years he's been with the company, and we haven't seen anyone kind of get this positive momentum behind them in an extremely long time, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, people are people, and people want what they want. People like Rock. Right, I like The Rock, just not right now. Rock and Roman made perfect sense a year ago, right? For whatever happened, for every reason, it didn't happen, right? But that was the time for it. Right now, doesn't seem like the right time for most people. 
they're invested in an entirely different story and they wanted to see an entirely different match. And you can't fault those people for wanting what they want. Because at the end of the day, that's what we got into this business. It's not to understand the business. I didn't get into, I don't, I don't watch wrestling to understand the business, to get the, the long goal. I got into it because of characters and storylines. And I'm invested in a specific character and his story, right? He got robbed last year. Right now, I was happy just for him to get a championship. I want him to get a championship. But it seemed like the story was becoming bigger than that. And so he told an awesome story about, hey, I need to get my dad's title, which is ultimately the title that Roman actually currently holds. So right. as a cancellation prize, I was okay, right? Because I'm, I'm okay with him winning another championship because I know the Rock and Roman is a match that I would like to see from a fan perspective. But again, just not right now and not for Cody's sake. So, and right before you go, go ahead and take uh-huh. a note. I know you got some uh-huh. things you want to say. The thing about and so right now with the story, we got Rock who's being shoehorned into a main event title slot two months before Mania with not necessarily the, the, the story was there a year ago. Not necessarily the story is there now. He made a, a, a statement on a show that had nothing to do with WWE. He came back in a very bad promo with gender and made a, made a comment. That's not enough to unite a story um, from a year ago in place of a story that's already in place now that people want to see for me. Right. And a year ago, mm-hmm. we said that Cody didn't earn his, his shot, his position after years of hard work outside the company, won multiple matches inside the company, won a, a WrestleMania. I'm sorry, won a Rumble to get to that position. He still hadn't earned it. But we're OK with Rock just walking in, taking somebody's spot and getting the undisputed championship match at Mania. But see, I'm OK with that, too, because as I said, this is wrestling. Everybody gets title shots. Jenner gets a title shot. Selena Vega, like a debut in wrestling. This is wrestling. People be getting shots without earning them for years. Because how do you earn anything in wrestling? How do you earn? They're, people are they're given opportunity, and what it's about is these wrestlers making the most of the opportunities that they're given. So at WrestleMania, the Rock and Roman better make the most of this opportunity. Because if they continue, this could be one of those things to where they can kind of alienate the crowd, alienate mm-hmm. their audience. Right, because as I said earlier, The Rock ain't everybody's hero for a good portion of that audience. Cody is, so they better make sure that they take care of him, right? Give him a nice spot and a, a nice win, right? Rock and Roman have a great match, which I hope they do. Actually, I'm pretty confident that they will. I think they have something to prove if, if they have the match, right? Because nothing's been concrete and set in stone yet, if they have the match. But what we don't want is to go back to Vince's WWE where Vince was more concerned about what he thought was best for business than what his audience wanted to actually see. I mean, very well said. You mean, you said a lot there that we could just take the entire pod on, but just to, so my thought about what you just said is you are accurate around rock is being shoehorned. I just go back to what I said, well, this is the biggest match in wrestling history. If you got a shoehorn it to do it, you got a shoehorn it to do it. I completely understand people's irritation with, as much as I joke on social media, as much as I joke on the pod, I completely understand if Cody Rhodes was my, by far my number one favorite wrestler and this happened. 
no, I would never get up in arms the way people are because it's not that serious. Because once again, he came out and said, I'm going to take everything from you. And if he didn't say that, and this is Vince's old WWE where it's like, okay, we don't even know if they're going to give him his shot at all. I completely understand. But we're talking about The Rock. And we're talking about Roman. And for people to say, because my question to you guys initially was, what's your thoughts about people saying this story doesn't make sense or there is no story? This is what this entire Roman Reigns Hill run has been leading up to. Tribal chief. Head of the table. Samoan dynasty. This entire run has been about who is the number one person in that family. And you cannot definitively get to who the number one is until The Rock, who is the number one wrestler, entertainer, performer from that entire family history until we get this match. So if we got to shoehorn it, I then we just got to shoehorn it. But for people to say that there is that doesn't make sense and the story has been Roman and Cody, I would argue. If I had to argue, say we're in court, right? And somebody said, Matt, you are tasked with arguing how Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes does not have a story. I would win that argument. The story was never about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. The story is about Cody Rhodes and the championship that Roman Reigns has. We had a match last year at WrestleMania where Solo screwed Cody. Cody lost like solo and Jimmy and Jay has screwed everybody in the last two years Mm -hmm. when they fought Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes don't touch don't talk until they go face to face at a Smackdown a few months ago and then until Cody pointing at Roman at the end of the Royal Rumble now tell me how is that a story there's not a story with Roman Reigns and Cody Rose. Now I'm sure we were, that's the who we're going to get to over the next two months. And WWE, what I will say, they have an incredible opportunity over these next two months to make some of the most entertaining, engaging TV they they've maybe ever done. Because in order to flip these fans, and I don't care if it's the vocal minority. Whoever, right? These are the fans that go to Mania. These are the fans that got tickets to the Raw after Mania, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In order for them to get them engaged properly, they're going to have to come up with a great follow-up for Cody of why Cody really wants to take Seth's title or have that match. Cody's going to have to galvanize that fan base, albeit in real life, albeit on television. And then you have to tell the story that all of us that really care about the tribal chief, the head of the table storyline, you got to tell that in the next two months. You can't skip beats here because when you get to Philadelphia and Philadelphia is a hard sports town, if you don't know, and mm-hmm. we know people fly in from all parts of the country in the world to get to WrestleMania, but still Philadelphia Philly. still in Philly will boo their own sports teams when they are the number one seed in whatever sport they're in, if they are having a bad game, throw snowballs at Eagle Stadium. Heckle the hell out of the 76ers when they got Embiid, one of the most generational talents we've seen in a long time. Philadelphia is a rough beast. If they don't go in with all bullets loaded, 
Mm-hmm. It can get nasty for that Roman and Rock match. It can. But I, I, I really, truly believe with the head creative that is there, even if this wasn't Triple H's decision, right? It sounds like it came from the TKO board and the Rock, whatever, 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 whatever. They can make this work, but they got to hit the ground running. The Rock, it was funny. So the latest in terms of numbers is that there are over 4 million views for this video that's on YouTube. I think it's got over 300,000 dislikes. It's the most disliked video in <laughs> WWE history. Love it. Um, so The Rock put up, you know how The Rock gets down on social media, right? He does the awesome quotes, you know, like the, the, the mana, the passion, the electricity. I felt all of it. He did all that, right? That's what I went to bed to last night. I wake up this morning to that same tweet and Instagram post, but at the bottom it was edited. And he edited, P.S. Tough skin, love the passion. They hear it. He hears it. Now, okay. Get going. Figure out how to appease the fan base. And then, E, you made a comment about Seth better win against Seth. I saw some things on social media surrounding, well, now that uh, Cody's not facing Roman, put one of the women's matches as the main event slot in one of the nights. I'd never have a problem with the women main eventing. But once again, is it we just want Cody to beat Roman? Or do we want Cody to have his moment, a moment, at WrestleMania? You don't take Cody out of a main event slot because he's not going against Roman. To me, that then devalues Cody even more. Yeah, I think that I think people are I'm thinking people are blurring the lines, like you said, because I always thought that the story was Cody wins the world championship. That's what I thought it was. Um, but now it's more of, I guess, Roman's holding it. So now it's a Roman is attached to the story. But like you said, if you didn't put Cody second to last. Then you are now devaluing Cody even more, like you just said. Yep, I agree. Um. I got Billy Mays. And shout out to Billy Mays. I'm going to tell a quick story about Billy Mays. So uh, I guess maybe about a year ago, Billy Mays found us on Twitter. And this Billy Mays the third. So uh, hopefully everybody knows who Billy Mays is. The awesome infomercial salesperson back in the day. Had the, the perfect beard. Was selling like OxyClean, whatever. If you watch like late night television, you saw Billy Mays. Um, so his son, Billy Mays the third. Hit us up in the DM and just said, hey, I found you guys. Awesome podcast, which we love them for. But it was so funny because Rhodesia could tell you my biggest thing like years ago was if I hit the lottery, like my first purchase is like every infomercial. Every just, infomercial. Yeah, I'm going to just, if I see an infomercial, I'm going to just buy it. Uh, and Billy Mays was, of course, the, the host of the majority of those um, infomercials. Shout out to Billy Mays, the dad and the son. But Imagine, uh, hold on, hold on. Imagine trying to have sexy time and your husband's watching infomercials. And talking about, let's buy this. That was me. <laughs> that was Matt. That was Matt. <laughs> uh, but he asked, real question for the pod. Is there any chance WWE is clever enough to do this on purpose? To try and inspire a yes movement type situation for Cody? Which I thought was a great question. Um, because I, what I was going to ask you guys before Billy even sent that question in this morning was, how does this compare it to Mania 30 with Brian Danielson? So, What's your guys' thoughts? Is there any chance 
this is done on purpose to get Cody even more popular with the fan base. I have to say this is the yes, because of what we have and them having to pivot when Punk left. This was probably the best that they can do with what the cards they were dealt. So, yes. But by default. I'm going to say yes to anything that, uh, that keeps pushing Cody in a positive light, to be honest <laughs> with you. Because, you know, as, as you said, like, this is the thing, like, I'm super rock fan been supporter of his forever right and i love to see you know a black man in the position that he's in i think it's amazing but i want to also make sure because this is what we need to do as a community i don't always do this on this pod but as a black community especially the older black community we got to make sure we pull up the young black people along with us so so rock make sure you pull up that young black man cody Rhodes, up with you okay you know cody's our same age though right huh Cody's our same age. No, I'm talking about Rock. I'm talking about The Rock. rock. Yeah, The Rock's like 53 or something like that. Make Mm -hmm. sure, Rock, as you continue to, you know, evolve yourself, as you put up these young black men with you, right? Make sure that you take care of Cody at Mania because when we look at, like, some articles, right, that this change came from The Rock, like, right, and TKO. So you got the younger generation they're seeing it's like oh man rock pulling a power play to put himself on at mania in spite of our guy cody right so i will hope that rocky if he's making these kind of decisions he has a plan to help support the young black community (laughs) and he's bringing him up with them right so if this is another yes movement i'm all for it because I remember I was quite irritated back in the day with the treatment of Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. Um, myself. I mean, I actually almost started. I, I remember, I remember Matt don't remember, but I remember I I was so irritated. I was in text and Matt called me a Jada feeling like, oh, E, you got to see the big, almost like he's doing to, to us right now. You got to see the bigger always, play. I, I've, I've, yeah. called, I've called E a Jada fan once, and it was around an no, AEW thing. Now, every time no. there was something no. that happened in no. wrestling, I like the narrative, though. Keep, like, keep let, going bro, with bro, it. Rodney, you see, you weren't in the cut. Like, so anytime he gets, anytime <laughs> you, I, he, legit, he legit gets hot at me, it's, it's, yeah, he throws it in the Jada. I can't believe you're just Jada of a fan, E. Hopefully, right? hopefully you saved all your text messages. Just go into the search. You know, you can go in the search bar and type a name type in or a word. Just type in Jada. You'll see it one time, probably from like three years ago from an AEW show, which we won't get to AEW after this. I promised on Sunday or, yeah, Wednesday's pod that we were going to talk about AEW on this one. Probably not in the light that I kind of wanted to, but... Uh-oh. I got, yeah, I got, oh, I got a couple things and, on the AW. And, and see, with that kind of, and we'll, we'll continue that and we'll see who really is the AEW hater. It ain't me. It ain't me. But yeah, and I was like, man, look what they're doing to, to, to Daniel man. He's the next big thing and I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, E, you got to understand the big picture. Just like we got, just like right now, we got to understand the big picture. The, the big picture is that the fans want who they want. And we need to make sure we protect these people because. We know how it was five years ago. There was one guy. There was one guy at the very top, whoever that was, if that was Roman or that was Cena. And then way down below, there was somebody else and a whole bunch of other people who didn't mean anything. We finally got people. Because Roman is Roman, right? Roman is a generational talent. He's amazing, right? Anytime he pops on the screen, if it's, you know, once a year or two times, whatever he pops up on, it's a special, it's a nice moment, right? 
But in between that time, when the Rock, when they're not on the show, when Roman's, they're not on the show, we got Cody holding down the fort. And so, so we got to make sure that these people are in positions and in important positions that people care about. What we don't want to do is go back to how we were feeling at that Royal Rumble and in St. Louis when we didn't care about nobody that came out yeah. at, at, that, at that men's Royal Rumble match, right? We don't want to go back to that. So we need to make sure that the people, the wrestlers that are going to be on our TVs week after week that we're going to see on PLEs are protected and that they're continuously in positions that keep us invested in them. And I think we are, right? Like, So if you think about, just take Cody. Cody has been protected. Yeah, we're not getting that final piece. And that is a big part to it. I get that. That is a mm-hmm. massive part is getting that final win or end of the chapter or end of the book, end of the story. That keeps getting pushed. But it's also not like he's being thrown to the side until we get to that point. So the and that's difference, the difference. With, yeah, Brian, right, right. Because of that. Correct. They buried Brian. The, They're not the burying was, Cody. They never had plans for Brian to be anything legit. Like that B plus player thing was how he was looked at behind the scenes. That's the difference from like the, the Brian Danielson yes movement in this. And I remember, of course it's all funny games of the whole Jada thing. That was the only time I had ever like sent a, uh, actually I think I sent an email to WWE. It was after no, elimination. You didn't tell me this. I don't know Swear, this story. Uh-oh. Swear to God. Uh-oh. I don't it was know after this elimination story. chamber. It was after elimination chamber and he lost again. And they showed the the crowd being dejected. It was like they were all they were almost like putting it in our face that you're not getting what you want. And they still at that point had no plans on adding Brian to the main event of Mania. I just remember sending the email. <laughs> I just remember I was like, look, I'm sure you guys got a ton of these, but you probably really need to like watch how you're treating your talent to something like this. Cause this could alienate your fans and some of them could like leave. And I think some of them may have, but he got his moment after that. But that's the, been the only time where like I've been invested and I really wasn't, I, I wanted Brian of course, but I was so invested in seeing what the fan base wanted. And I'm like, how can you not see? Cause if you guys mm-hmm. remember that mania, Vince was hell bent on Orton against Batista. Mm-hmm. as the main event and nobody wanted that that's the difference i think with this in the rock there are millions of people that are interested and want to see rock and roman yeah now maybe those millions aren't invested in seeing rock and roman more than cody and roman but there's millions of people that no, want to I, see rock I, and roman. i must i must speak for all the cody fans right now we want rock and roman just not right now right just not at right, cody's expense yeah, that's that's the that's the difference. And so at the end of the day, uh, which was a hell of a conversation we just had, we almost went an hour on. on no this. way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think Cody's going to be fine. I'm sorry. Cody will be fine. Mm-hmm. Cody will get stamped. Cody will be the guy. Now Cody's going to take everything from Roman. Well, maybe that wasn't a plan in the first place. But WWE has a incredible opportunity starting on Monday of telling the story to try to repair why Cody won the Rumble, why he pointed to Roman, why he backtracking what he said on SmackDown. We got time to clean it up. Once again, we got two months. And this may look like a blip in the radar in two months after we see everything that's presented in front of us. Lean in super heavy to this entire 
bloodline story for Rock and Roman. You're going to get the people invested on that. That you're not going to have to worry about. Now you just got to worry about taking care of Cody. And I also thought, where do you place Cody at at Mania? We don't have to have this conversation now. Yes, the, the big piece is you would want him to main event night one. But to the point of what I said earlier about people who bought tickets to WrestleMania, and typically they're combos. You get some people that buy only one. I get that. But say if I bought night two tickets. Because night two is where I know Cody Rhodes is going to win the championship. And Cody Rhodes is on night one for a championship title. Do you even play with doing something with Cody on night two to try to maybe quell any of the negativity of Rock Roman as a main event? Only if it makes sense. I don't think that they should try to put him there and then try to build backwards for it. I think that it would have to be like, it would only make sense to to have his presence on night two. Again, this is, we're assuming Rock Roman is main eventing night two at this point. You know, like fans, we always figure it out. We always get to the things that we want when we want to get it. I think it'll be fine. I think the WWE needs to make sure that they take care of the fans. Make sure that they're creating moments that they're generally know that the fans are going to be invested into whatever that's going to be, whatever that looks like. I think Cody plays a big part of that and they should celebrate that. They should celebrate that they have a superstar that people are behind and continue to, again, Mm -hmm. you know, uplift those people. So, you know, Hey, if you rock and Roman is the go, all right, make that as special as it can be. Like, right. And I think it will be right. Cause rock is always, like, I've never, I can't tell you, Matt Rhodesia, like uh, my favorite rock match. I can't tell you that. Like, I don't like, but I've always enjoyed The Rock and he's always been one of my favorite wrestlers, right? So whatever he does in that ring is always enough to keep me invested in him as a character. I know that, I think, I, I almost, it, it, it's, it's kind of in my mind. I kind of want to say that I believe that Rhodesia said that Roman is the worst main event wrestler in the history of the company. Something like that. <laughs> I can't stand his matches. Remember I said I can't, because he works okay. slow. Remember, I don't like slow matches. He just works slow. Yeah, I, I was so surprised by that. I think I kind of mm-hmm. blocked the half out of my mind. But <laughs> with that being said, like, I think the two of them can make magic in the ring, mm-hmm. right? So let, the, hey, look, if that's what they think is best for business or whatever the case may be, cool. Have your best for business moment, but also make sure that you take care of them fans. 100%. Lastly on Cody, um, and I love Cody for so Cody don't change, but change. Cody's got to get a better poker face. He does. I love he doesn't have a good poker face because it means that much to him. And it's different from, I'm sure, having a poker face in a worked environment i.e. I'm about to drop the title tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not winning the title tonight, mm-hmm. opposed to what we've seen them have to go through over the last few weeks. I told you guys weeks ago when he came out and he cut that promo against Shinsuke when The Rock had just come back or said something, yeah. he dropped the he, head he of the table off. line. I was like, man, he looks stressed and ain't got nothing to do with Shinsuke. Number one, poor guy. They shot to Cody walking to the ring before his main event segment. He tried to do his little smile. He looked like Pharaoh got lost backstage and they couldn't find him. He mm-hmm. looked like he was so dejected. They showed him in the ring. He walked away to East Point and he just looked like, what is happening to me? You'll be all right, man. I promise you. You'll be but all no, right. But I like that about him. Like, like he said, keep it, but don't keep doing it. <laughs> change, but don't change. I mean, change, it's, but don't change. Yeah, he's 
he's authentic and genuine in himself. So he's a strong black brother. Hey, Cody, I'm taking your spot. Deal with it. <laughs> I do wonder what, like I said, because that moment was real with him and Rock in the Ring. Mm -hmm. I wonder, was it more of like your dad would be proud? Or was it more like your dad never got it done either? Get the fuck out of my ring. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I just kind of wonder. Like, Wow. Just when we thought we were bringing it all full circle. Kind of just wonder which way. He had to just go again. I just, no, I'm just asking. Just asking. Uh, actually, really quick, too, before we move on to, we got to talk Bailey, E. Ask you if you saw enough because you were complaining about where they were in the storyline. Uh, Billy also sent us his top 20 list. He actually sent that earlier in the week. He said he knows he was a little bit late. I do want to go over his top 20 real quick. Uh, it's a really strong top 20. 20 is Razor Ramon. 19 is Bailey, 18 is Mr. Perfect, 17 is Becky Lynch, then he has Orton, Biggie, Seth Rollins, Brian Danielson, Bam Bam Bigelow, which I popped forward. That's e, him. Did you have, did you have Bam Bam on yours? Mm -mm. I don't think so. I, 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 he, he said he thought maybe you had yours. I was like, I don't think mm -hmm. so. I was a, Honestly, I was a Bam Bam Bigelow fan. Though. I remember the first time I saw him in WWF at the time. I'm like, this big dude doing moonsaults? <laughs> I was with a the, big fan With the of fire it. tattoo? Dude, yeah. like he was so above his. He's somebody that yeah. was like way before his time. Like him and he was. Two Cold Scorpio. Those yeah. are two. Like if you could have maybe pushed them like a decade farther ahead, they would have been much bigger than what he was they a were. guy bam, who bam. I never who, who never accomplished what I thought he would accomplish. Especially when I first saw him, I'm like, oh, this dude's gonna be big, right? But he never hit it big. Yep. Uh, so he had Bam Bam at twelve. He has the Rock at eleven. So that's actually the lowest that he has, but he. Ooh, you know what, Billy? You got to tell me how you feel about this. The whole Rock and Cody of it all. Because he has Rock 11. He has Cody 8. Wow. So he actually has Cody higher on his list than The Rock. So he has Rock 11, AJ Styles 10, Rhea 9, which is fantastic. You think about just how young Rhea is in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Cody 8, Roman 7, Kurt Angle 6, Randy Savage 5. Austin four, Eddie Guerrero three, Shawn Michaels two, Bret Hart number one. That's a hell of a list. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll probably change my mind on a lot of these on any given week. <laughs> we all do, brother. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Uh, so, Bailey, E, you have been really adamant on story's not where it needs to be. She's not sympathetic, as she wouldn't be yet. Um, they could have easily gotten to the Rumble without having her win, or, you know, the Mania match without having her win the Rumble. I thought they had a fantastic segment on SmackDown Friday to get to that point. I think in just like that, she's back to being a simple, sympathetic babyface. What's your thoughts now on Bailey's character and the arc of where they are with the story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but before I do that, I want to go back to the top twenty, and I want to go. I want to recant back on my statement about Derek's top twenty. Was it Derek? Oh. Right. He's recanting. What? Oh, we were recanting. Okay. What What did you say, or what What happened? <laughs> Well, I, I remember Matt pulled his pants down on Deuce's Domino a little bit. I kind of joined in on it. I think Deuce's Domino was like number 20 or something like that. <laughs> no, I and, didn't um, say that. I just yeah. thought it was great that he had Deuce and Domino on his top 20 list. That's all. No, I, I think you pulled your pants down on man. I joined in a little bit. But, you know, but during the course of the conversation, I'm like, ah, actually, they had a hell of a finisher. Oh, it's two they people? Had, it was a tag team. Oh, Deuce no, it was a tag team. Right? Deuce and Domino. Um, Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Deuce was Jimmy Snuka's son, actually. It's like Tom and Nick. Okay. Got it. Um, 
And Domino was, was another guy. They had this really cool finisher because, like, Domino would kind of do like a snap mare, snap mare, um, and put the opponent in like a seated position. And then Deuce will, you know, run, bounce off the rope, and do like a hella boot to the face. I thought that would look so cool. And actually, to this day, I have that as one of my signature moves in my 2K signature. Ah, that's, I, that's cool. This, that's cool. this all came to my mind as we were doing the conversation. Is I was just so tired and sick at the end of the conversation, I couldn't interject anymore. But my bad, Derek. I I kind of get it. Um, I love their finisher <laughs> as well. But back to Bailey. Um, yeah, Bailey. She she did well for herself. It was a nice promo. Show a lot of uh, a character. But I'm still not there with it. I'm still not there with her. Or I think that another big part, big component. I didn't. I haven't mentioned it, but I think that her championship reign has been underwhelming. Um, I don't think that she has been the focus of the women's division on the SmackDown side. I don't think she hasn't been the focus of of interest in that in that group, actually. She's kind of blended in a little bit too much. I would say that she's had one of the weakest women's title reigns that I've seen in some time, not to, to a fault of hers. I don't think they put her in a position to make her reign seem important. So since Bailey has been such a comedy figure for most of her tenure the past year and a half, I'm still not ready to think that this is a main event, main uh, WrestleMania caliber match yet. I mean, they got a lot of work to do to make EO, to be quite honest, a credible champion. Um, She's almost like a a secondary champion at this point. I would say that Rhea is like, has like the world's women championship and, you know, EO's title reign has has kind of been like the United States championship. Not even the, the IC title that Guthrie, has right now, I would say the United States Championship. That's I mean that's that's how unimportant I think that the, her title reign has been, mm. and that's not her fault. It's the way that she's been booked. You know, she doesn't. She's not the the leader or the standout in that group, right? It's it's Bailey, Bailey, and then and Dakota talks for him, right? She kind of just melts into the middle of, of of the other two girls. So time to tell. But yeah, I'm, I'm still not into it yet. Radija, give your thoughts, but just one statement on that. I think EO's reign has been better than Rhea's reign. Okay, That's so we talking about we talking about reigns, sure. I would yeah. say EO reign yeah. is better than Rhea's reign. What's better but about Rhea, it? But Rhea is the just, matches Rhea and the storylines when when she's had matches, the build is up to it. Rhea only has a, what? Uh, how many how many title matches? Not many. It was only like I mean like three or four. And like yeah, the, so she all those matches you just knew for a fact she wasn't even gonna lose to. Yeah. So the reign itself is just different. The character Rhea is just so beyond everything right now that we're seeing. Um, so to compare those two, I see where you, where you would say one was the heavyweight and one is the U S belt. Well, I say her reign is underwhelming. Maybe, maybe I would probably say it's a little bit underwhelming. I remember when she first won the title, how much I popped, how excited I was. Um, will I say that this is the best run EO could have had? Probably not, but I'm just so all there for just Bailey and EO. I think that Bailey is going to get her just do what she is so far, and that this match is going to just be incredible. Main event spot? No, because we're already talking about where Cody's going to land at. Uh, but if we could build to it, and it, and if it makes sense, like I know you mentioned, Matt, about what WWE has to do now, starting Monday, they're charged mm-hmm. with making sure that these main event stories, everyone is going to be engaged. Whether you hate it or love it, but you're engaged. They are charged to make these things make sense. But if we can get Bailey and EO to that level, which I hope they could, I wouldn't mind seeing them in the main event. On the real side of things, do we have a front runner so far yet outside of the rumors of Becky? 
Thank you. Even know? But that's the but, match. But nothing's no. happened that I missed last week. No, no, no. I mean, because they still got to get through a chamber. Remember, she okay. still got to. I still have her. Remember, I have her fight Nia as the main event in her home country. That's right. And it's then, Nia, and then yeah, we yeah, get mm-hmm. to to Becky and her. You know, there's an outside chance of Bianca and Rhea. I just don't think you do that. I, I think the smart money this year is to tag Jade and Bianca. We can talk about that uh, on the next pot on what you guys would really want to see Jade do at this year's Mania. I'm seeing a lot of Bianca versus Jade. I think that's way too soon. Not even just from her talent, Jade's like readiness. I think that could be an easy night two main event of Mania down the line. You do mm-hmm. not hot shot that match at all. You let that time breathe and imagine them taking on Kabuki Warriors, which the match would be incredible <laughs> between Bianca and Jade and the Kabuki Warriors. Have Asuka and um, what's her name? Damn. Kyrie uh, saying. Kyrie just bump all over the place for them, put on a great <laughs> match, and then you let them run with those titles for like, you know, nine, ten months. And then if you want to have that as one of the main events next year, cool, do it. But that's just, it's too soon. Too soon. Uh, but I, I loved it. I, I thought Bailey. Her speaking in Japanese was great. Oh, and yeah. And like, once again, I, I snapped my finger because we all can appreciate and connect to why you guys like this. I just wanted this. And all you do is talk behind my back. Why? Like, why? Everybody can connect to that. So no matter what else is done, it was just that easy just to flip Bailey. And we all love Bailey at the end of the day. The one thing I would say to hate, to hate on that, them pipe um shots some of them was, just wasn't there come on bailey they could take it <laughs> some no, of them i'm like come on it looked like it looked like she was hitting them with a paper towel um you know like the roll when it's over <laughs> That's it could have been spray paint could have been spray paint come on it could have been there just a towel. little bit more could have been there a little bit more <laughs> but yeah I, I loved it i loved it and i think too is you know I, I put a tweet out that that got lost of course in the whole mm-hmm. rock roman cody thing they'll make sure it's not with video packages and all that, but they're on their way. They're, they are well on their way now with, with that story. Before we get to uh, AEW, Okada, which I guess maybe it could be connected to AEW or WWE, depending on who you believe. He is a free agent as of three days ago, I believe, and there's talks that it is like 50-50 right now. I don't believe that. I believe he's going to AEW. Um, but there is confirmed conversations he's had with WWE. I know there are WWE wrestlers that have stated that Okada's reached out to them to ask him how work is there, the environment, et cetera, et cetera. We know the connection he already has in AEW with the Bucks. He's already worked with Tony Khan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think the three of us, from a product perspective, would like him to be in WWE. There's more me in the bone if he goes to WWE. He's going to be fine wherever he goes. he make the most money he's ever made. He's going to be more popular to the U.S. fan base than he's ever been. Um, what's the percentage you guys are giving him to actually land in WWE? I'd say 15%. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's 50-50. I mean, but my personal taste, I would like to see him go to uh, WWE. I think, I don't think, I don't know if he, I don't think he would mean as much to AEW right now as presently constructed i would love in the best world for me i like to see him go wwe and them to get a personal uh, english tutor 
so he can speak the language. No they have him down in NXT. Yeah, I hope, I hope, well, mm-hmm. yeah, this somebody, even when he gets to the main roster, somebody just keeps working with him. And then something like with Adrati, right? Because Adrati, Adrati actually speaks English pretty well. His accent is just so thick, right? And I, I don't know if he's tried it, but, you know, there's coaches that can work on, you know, your enunciation and kind of lessening the accent so it makes make you sound more clear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Andrade's doing that, but I would love just to have those people around Akata because if he can just articulate himself on the microphone, he will be such a big deal because he looks like a star. You talked about like you no know, Jay looks like a star. Like Okada looks like a star. He's he, he's a good looking guy. He's tall. He has the blonde hair. He can go in a ring. I mean, I would love to see matches with him and Cody and Seth and then you no know, Roman. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I think he just would be a big deal if they get the right team behind them. And with that mach- that machine behind them, wow. Yep. It would be fun. Like, I got him going to AEW. Even AEW is going to be a good run for him. He's going to have great matches. But, man, could you imagine if the coin drop hits at Mania out of nowhere? That would be like, wow. That would be fantastic. My only uh, worry you- with him coming to WWE, though, is right now because this is, again – great time to be alive especially in wwe there's so many people at the top so many people at the top so just like how i feel maybe he'll get lost in wwe unless they make him like a spectacle and you only see him so often i just don't see how in today right now 2024 how he would be able to survive in wwe with so many heavy hitters up at the top now i don't know there's there's spots for him I, but I, to to the level of what I would want Okada to be. So, like for a normal contract, how long are these contracts? So, like if he signed a TK, uh, or Tony Khan, how long would he be signed for? Typically, like two years, like five year deals, right? Yeah, well, because oh, WWE okay, started doing five years when AEW time. signed their TV contract. Okay. That really started the five. But typically, you get anywhere between three to five. It's kind of like the but sweet still three. Spot. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Okay. But we know Mercedes is coming. Which I'm, I know I'm excited for in her in AEW. I know he is not. Uh, speak, uh, I brought up NXT earlier. Of course, NXT uh, PLE is tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that on Wednesday's show. Congrats and shout out to Tiffany Stratton. Yay, she got Now officially deal. on SmackDown. Yes. Uh, shout out and congratulations to who else uh, from NXT is now on SmackDown too. I know Bron, they Naomi. Bron, Bron, Bron. Naomi. Naomi is on SmackDown. Yeah. They tease Brian Breaker. We'll see where Bron he goes. We'll be going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just so funny. You hear the reports of like after the Rumble, uh, how WWE officials were so impressed and blown away by people like Brian Breaker and Tiffany Stratton. Who are these people? Because like, are they, <laughs> do they not watch NXT? Like, I understand. Like, you're, you're busy, right? But how how did you see Tiffany Stratton at the Rumble and not know who Tiffany Stratton was before that? Maybe she ain't done nothing special in the rumble that she ain't done on NXT TV for the last year. Maybe they hear the rumblings, but now they're actually seeing it. So you can hear somebody say, oh, this person has so much potential, they're coming up. But now you see how they actually carry themselves, walking out to the ring, performing in the ring, how they are backstage. And then you're actually seeing what you're hearing. And then if they're living up to those expectations, it makes them feel even better about those people. So maybe that's what it it's, is. It was, it was The Rock. It was The Rock. Rock's seen these guys now. You know, he's calling shots now. He's changing <laughs> the rest of many main events. Let's go. He's calling people up now, too. So the wait, so if, so if Roman is one, 
then what do we call a rock? Or is that kind of what we kind of are fighting for right now? No, That's rock is zero. No, no, rock is zero. He's so he's he's, like this? He, he's 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 calling shots. <laughs> he's calling shots. Roman ain't doing that. He said so. So, so what you're telling me is Roman's the head of the table, and the Rock is the head of the table. Is that what you're saying? You know, like you put like capital T, capital H, capital E. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the story legit is there. Like who's legit? You know, head of the table, right? And it's 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 the Rock. It's the Rock. <laughs> it's the Rock. I think so too. Yeah, that's what that's what we were fighting for. But, but the Rock is not going to win against Roman. Let's be very clear about that. Roman's going to win. But no, Rock is the head of the table. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rock wins that match. We'll I, we'll, we'll get off of that. We'll talk okay, about it. Okay. Yep. We'll talk All about right. it in the next couple episodes, right. and I'll give you my reason why. Okay. Uh, so AEW, let's talk about that real quick. I want to bring up uh, one. I'm happy the rankings are back. The rankings debuted after Dynamite. Tony Khan tweeted them out. Uh, I was a fan of the rankings until I wasn't. And what I mean by that is the rankings really worked in the beginning couple years with AEW to make sure that Tony Khan uh, had a vision. He stuck to what he should have stuck to with the, the, the people that were getting hot. But what happened was the rankings then became a crutch and, Oh, we need to get Danny Garcia hot, throw him on dark three weeks in a row and say, he's on a, a four win win streak. And we put him one match on dynamite. And now he's number one contender for a belt that started happening way too often. Now that there is no dynamite or dark elevation, I'm hoping that this helps structure their product better. What's your guys' thoughts on the rankings coming back? Uh, I'm not a super big fan of it, to be honest with you. Like I say, it's it's um, I, I don't think that I don't think I don't think it's just TK and his creative. I don't think any company has the um, proper uh, what I want to look for. I don't think they're they're holding themselves to the standard that they set. Okay. I think they're. I think they're going to conveniently use these rankings when they want to use them. They're going to. They're, they're not going to use it when they want to use it for storyline purposes. I mean, it's wrestling. It, it's going to happen. Um, and as you said, I think you're going to see a lot of, hey, this guy won, you know, twenty matches in a row against jobbers. Now he's the number you no know, two tight you no know, uh, wrestler for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Hook, right? He had that huge you know win, uh, win loss record but it was most of it was against you know lower card talent yeah you know it wasn't anybody that would you would think would be high ranked that would push him up the ladder so i'm not a, i'm not a fan of it um cause i just don't think they're gonna hold themselves to sticking to it or their standard that they, they set themselves for Y'all both hit the nail on it. So rankings, I love the concept of having a ranking because not only if I'm not watching AEW every week, I can turn to it. I see this person is seven and one. So now you're also setting the stage for this person. The fine line is now where it becomes the crutch. Hey, so like you said, to both of your points, in order to make this person more important, let's get a whole bunch of wins for this person, but against jobbers. Have those wins, have the wins and losses be meaningful then I think those rankings will boom, be incredibly important. Concept of rankings, I love it. I do. But I have seen with them, like y'all said, where you just made it as a crutch. And then that's where now the rankings, the integrity of the rankings is really nothing. 
Man, yeah. to hell with a ranking though. Like, why don't they focus on trying to make these all these damn titles mean something on on their damn show? Like, what's what's the ranking system for those championships and who goes after them and why? Make that important. I don't know why they're bringing back these rankings. Well, so then, so have you seen the 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 screenshot of it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so not. like they are connected to the titles. So like they'll have uh like all the single men's championships, right? Champion, champion, champion. And then they'll have the five people that's ranked on that. So. Uh, I guess maybe either that's kind of going to circumvent what you're kind of saying. So that should help. Uh, I think next door this week's dynamite is gonna be fantastic. Let me run down that card real quick. Uh, Jericho versus Takeshita trios match. The stars of CMLL versus Blackpool Combat Club tag team championship match. Starks and Big Bill versus Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, main event Swerve versus Hangman. Winner gets a shot at uh, Samoa Joe. Or at the pay-per-view revolution, that's got to end in some type of draw so we can get a triple threat match. Uh, and then Tony Khan with this huge announcement, which I think is going to be connected to Boston on March 13th. And then he should finish, of course, with some type of, you can bank on it or, you know, some type of line that, that says that Mercedes is going to be making her debut there um, that week. So I think that shows me great. It was not the biggest, I thought Dynamite this past Wednesday was okay. I really found myself like in and out watching it and I figured it out. I now know what my issue has been with AEW since I've had an issue with it, I guess over the last maybe couple months or so, you know, at one point I'm like, maybe it's the production. They've done a great job with fixing the production. Then I'm like, maybe it's the storylines, but then they have some storylines. So maybe this isn't number one. This is maybe like one B. Uh, AEW has a, a color crisis. Color and what I mean by that is everything is gray. There's no black. There's no white. Everything is gray. Elaborate. I'm going to give you last Wednesday's episode. Okay. First match was Jeff Hardy versus John Moxley. Who's the face and who's the hill in that match? That's what you mean by that. I don't know. No, I mean, tell me who's the face and who's the hill. I think Mox just just because I care more about Mox at this time in my life. Mox is the what? Huh? Mox is the what? Face. Okay. That's who, who I care say, about Eve? more. Not to you. Like who's oh, the face? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm only answering it because my answer is I don't know. So my okay. answer would be Mox if I had to answer. So Mox is a tweener. That's why he's been booked forever, right? Um, Jeff Hardy is the face. However, Jeff Hardy is also under undergoing a personality change. Mm -hmm. It's trying to tell the story through his matches and through the commentary. So, but to answer your question, a uh, question: uh, Tweener Mox versus uh, uh, a soon -to -be Tweener Hardy, <laughs> right? Kind of you... soon to be a heel Hardy, right? But, but he might still end a up face. being a Tweener. Yeah, but still a face, but, a but we know he's going to heel. Kind of that yeah. type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, tweener versus tweener. Okay, doesn't work. Next match or situation. Hangman Page versus Toa Leona. Hangman's a, a face. We know that, right? Great. Hangman's a face. I love Hangman. Perfect. Let's keep it moving. Uh, next thing was the Young Bucks with their new, we're the BEVPs type gimmick. I'm cool with that. Okay. I like that gimmick. Yep. Next thing was Warlow versus Commander. What's Warlow? He's a heel, right? You got it because he's any part of the kingdom. He's a okay, yeah. he's a he's a heel that's part of undisputed kingdom mm -hmm. that has been horrendous since 
to reveal that world's end. They've done nothing with this group. Mm-hmm. And we've said how much maybe maybe Warlow don't have it. But we've said how much potential we thought Warlow had and how hot he was when he was feuding with MJF. Maybe it was all MJF. I don't know. But they have Warlow as a heel, but he doesn't really do heel things. All he does is do impressive spots in the ring as a big man. Mm. Okay? A little bit of indifference there. Uh, then they did a sit-down with Darby Allen, Sting, and Ricky Starks, and Big Bill. Would you guys agree that Starks is probably one of the more popular AEW stars? Right now? Yes, but I think in the last month and a half, I don't want to say he's been buried because he's a champion right now, but... He's lost steam, probably. He's lost steam, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What what do you say, E? I'm saying from a fan perspective, yeah. But he's definitely a heel in this scenario, though. He's a heel in this scenario. Mm -hmm. I think he's lost steam, and I think he's lost steam because he's in heel. We like Ricky Starks, but then we need to boo him. But he doesn't do anything really to get booed like that. So well, he, he spilled the water, right? He spilled the water. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a so they, no, no. This the, the tag team isn't working. That's why he's losing steam. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has. I think I, I I know where you're going with it. I but I don't think it's that. I think that this tag team, him, Big Bill, they're not a tag team. Obviously, Ricky. You guys suck together, and there's no chemistry. <laughs> Please drop the titles and go your separate ways. Yeah, I think it's happening Wednesday. I mean, that's Please. the smart money. That's yeah. the smart money. The next match was Kyle Fletcher with Don Callis versus Chris Jericho. Um, I think we all like Kyle Fletcher. But, like, he's in this bubble of just, I'm a heel because I'm with Don Callis. There's nothing to it. Okay, let me move on. Uh, next thing was the six, the six man, which I actually enjoyed because they didn't announce it beforehand. It was the promo segment. I know a lot of people didn't like it with um, uh, the acclaimed daddy ass with Bullet Club Gold. I thought it was cool just because they didn't announce that it was that was happening. But Bullet Club Gold is in this. We know they're going to eventually turn on the acclaimed, but mm-hmm. they're kind of faces now. But they've been heels. And Jay White should be like this really, really big deal, but now he's like ROH trios. He's just kind of also like in this gray area. Um, oh, first off, have... before, hold on. It's cringy though. The gun scissoring, that's really cringy to me, but keep going. Then we have Taya Valkyrie versus Deanna Perrazzo. I like that one. <laughs> okay, but, but who, who's the face? Deanna. It gotta be Deanna. <laughs> But but it can't be because when she comes out, like she shushes the yeah. crowd and the cameraman yeah, away. You're right. You're right. But you, but the, but then you put her in the match against a heel with Tony Storm, who is a heel at commentary. So, no, Deanna's definitely a face, though. Okay, then tell her she needs to stop doing her shush yeah. thing, then because yeah, she should. I think she should be a face. Tony Storm and Swerve to me are the two best acts in. AW and they're both slotted as as heels. Uh and then the main event was Swerve Strickland versus RVD. We know they're presenting Swerve as a heel. Everybody likes Swerve going against a legend who nobody wants to boo, but they want to cheer. There is just a ton of what are we doing here in regards to personalities. And I know the first thing people would say is Matt 
you are so old school thinking of everybody needs to be a face, everybody needs to be a heel. And I get that. I get if you watch UFC, a lot of the fights are just who was the best, who wants mm-hmm. to be the best. But your biggest stars in UFC are either faces or they're heels. We spent an hour talking about Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, all clearly defined faces or heels. Now, maybe The Rock is out for Rock debate is, on Rock if he's a, a heel face right or heel or not at this The internet point. has him as a heel. But clearly defined personalities. That is, for me, because when I was watching, I'm like, why is this, why am I just not connecting to this episode? And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, because maybe the people who I really like are put in a position to not be liked. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that, that is what I think, if they are going to get some momentum back, like when, and when MJF was at the top of the game, he was their number one heel, without question. CM Punk was, without question, a face. Kenny Omega is without question a face. When you do all this tweener stuff, it's cool to, to, to say tweener, cheer for who you want to cheer for, boo who you want to boo. But when nobody's hot, that's why we continue to have issues with selling tickets in the majority of the markets we go to because nobody's hot. Like you could argue that maybe Drew McIntyre is a little bit of a tweener, mm-hmm. but everything he's done is acting like a heel. We just, as people, can say, like, oh, I, I can feel Drew because I understand that, but he's a heel. He's an I'm absolute not, heel. I won't be as critical as you on on that what you just presented, but you're right. I think tweeners can work, but your whole show can't be about tweeners. So, like you said, you you still have to have a baseline of who I'm rooting for, who I'm who I'm booing. Every single match shouldn't be like, oh, I like both these guys, or I kind of don't like both these guys. You're right. I mean, it, it, every match can't be your their story thread can't be of tweeners fighting each other. You can have one tweener match here, one tweener match there, but the whole show can't be like that. So you got a very valid point. And that's probably why maybe I didn't quite connect to my, my only thing would that I would kind of gripe about AEW this week was the whole swerve and hangman picking the stipulation for those matches. That fell just a little bit flat to me. And I, I don't know why, because those, I like the matches, but just the, it didn't feel like, I got to pick your match. Oh, I'm about to put you through hell, hell. Like, I, I guess that's, that part to me kind of fell flat. Did it fall flat to either one of you? Mm. Okay. That, that, that was my only issue. Yep. Because you would think, if I hate you, yep. then this, this match should be like, you know, uh, you know hard, hardest core. Like, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it should be something to the fact that, like, even if you win, you're not walking out of this match. That's kind of what And it what wasn't was like thinking. that. It's not like they're on some friendly competition of just trying to figure out who's the best, like even Swerve's promo at the end with Hangman, it had a uh, a hint of, oh, are they going to work like an Iron Man match? It, it was almost a, tint, a hint of like, who's the better wrestler? Mm-hmm. But this, this is a blood feud. Yeah. So that's what it should kind of stay in. Um, but I said it needs to be a triple threat match because if Hangman beats Swerve and it's Hangman versus Samoa Joe at Revolution, and Swerve is on the outside looking in. They gonna shit on that. I know I would just because like we know where Swerve is exactly. headed. Exactly. You, you know what? I, I kind of, I kind of disagree with the color problem because I, I I see where you're going. But when you watch the shows, the hills 
in the face. We kind of walk through it. Like they, there's clearly defined who the heel in the face is. What you're expressing to me is a character and story problem. Like for with Deanna, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. She's 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 obviously positioned as the baby face, and she speaks like a baby face. However, her man her mannerisms are heelish. That's a character thing. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a, That's somebody that needs to talk to her about like, hey, because she plays this character had that has been a heel from for you know on the impact for years, right? That's somebody you know talking to her or maybe her understanding like, hey, let me tweak some of my nuances of my character to make it more appealing to the position that I'm in, right? If I'm shushing people or shooting people away as a heel. Maybe as a good guy, I shouldn't do that, right? For right. Cal Fletcher, for Cal, he's definitely a, he doesn't do anything likable to me. Now you may respect him as a as a wrestler, and you may cheer for him, and maybe the crowd does, but that's up to creative to put him in positions to make sure that it's very known that he's an unlikable character, right? Not put him in situations to he's showing his athleticism, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he's. You know, he's 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 winning over the crowd with his work ethic. Let's make sure he's we put him in position, we put little nuances in to make sure he's established himself as a heel. This these are all just character and story things that are issues with with the company. And it's, it's, these are always been things, right? Because to me, like TK, and this is actually a, a great thing. I think that he does a great job of actually letting people freely express themselves in the creative on the microphone and in the ring. But there has to be some checks and balances to make sure that what they're saying and what they're doing is makes sense for the storyline or for the characters. So for me, it's, just, it's more of a, a characterization issue with these characters, more so than they're not you know, firmly heels or faces. They just need to behave accordingly. And and the shows themselves, I think the show. When, if you like, it's a fine wrestling show. I think for quite some time, yes, it's a, and they're it's putting matches. on some fine yes. wrestling shows and some good matches. The issues that you're going to continue to have with the company, and it doesn't matter who they sign there, it's going to be the issues we're talking about: characterization and story. They're not good at that because the person who is head of creative is great at making matches and put putting together good good cards and um and actually um analyzing talent that's what he's good at we need somebody in there that can make sure they're filling in the blanks with these stories to make sure that all the intricacies are making sense from a character perspective and that's not what's happening and i don't think it'll continue happening i think what we need to do is appreciate what the show is and what the company is it's about the wrestling it's about good matches and sadly it's about the moves yeah and but the problem with that is we get good wrestling everywhere now it is not like back in the day, you know, dating ourselves, old guy, where you had T.O. Hopper against, you know, Phineas Godwin on Raw, but then you would turn to WCW and you got the Luchadors killing it. No, there's good wrestling everywhere. You can find a good wrestling match on every show that you watch every day of the week. It's got to be more now than just good wrestling. And that's, that's the problem. evidently what I'm seeing. So good breakdown, man. You're probably right on that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I always like try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But uh, I am excited for a Wednesday show. I think Wednesday's going to be a really, really big show. And I think his announcement is connected to uh, Mercedes. Who knows if they do some type of double dick and it's Okada and Mercedes. We'll see. But we'll see. All right. Uh, We're an hour and a half, so I guess we probably should head on out now. I guess we should go head on out and enjoy this beautiful Sunday weather that we have here. It may be a little bit 
it's more sunnier now, E. It's been an hour and a half. I know you started. It was, you know, rainy no, out it's there. Still, it's still Jerry. I'm looking out. The tree's still swaying. It is still yeah. beautiful over here. The Rock has come back to save us <laughs> for WrestleMania. <laughs> put Love up the zeros. Man, oh, put up the hey, zeros. The hey, zero you know what? It, it, it makes sense that in um in Cody's home state of Georgia, the sky is crying. Aww. We're crying for you, Cody. We crying for you. And on that note, we are out of here. Check us out on all the socials. Hit us up on YouTube. We've done a, a great job uh, with trying to grow our YouTube. That's been like something that we really wouldn't spend a lot of time on. And, you know, honestly, I think we've grown like 150 subscribers or something like that, like the last like 45 days. So get the word out. Watch us on YouTube. That's freaking wrestling. Hit the subscribe button, notifications, all that kind of good stuff. You guys know where to find us on X. That's FNW. You know where to find us on the podcast five stars leave comments etc etc all that kind of good stuff we'll be back on wednesday to break down more craziness of this rock saga that we're going to have who knows what else is going to come out over the next couple of days and see how they follow up on wrong if they do anything with it seeing now this is kind of like a, a friday smackdown storyline and see what cody does with seth because he didn't say he was going after seth but that is what we have to assume is going to happen for mania so Break that down and more for you guys on a Wednesday. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a family member. TFW, best podcast rocking. We would check you guys out on Wednesday.